0: all right well this is subject line herb and this is dr doug and you're listening to heroes home base podcast
1: episode 41 what's up everybody this is rich
2: this is mark
0: this is Rob. This is Subject Line Herb, and
3: it's good to be back. And this is Doug.
1: All right, guys. So this is finally the episode where we get to review what we've wanted to review forever: CW Superman and Lois. How how was it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, geez, all jokes prepared. All, all, <laughs> all
1: jokes aside, I watched the pilot of that speaking of that and i no 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 no, no. bad already yeah, no. What was dude it? they tried to throw everything into that episode so uh, somebody somebody buys the planet clark loses his job his mom has a stroke they move back to smallville his one kid's got like two su- I, I don't i wouldn't even say suicidal but like major issues the one kid's like a superstar he never told his teenage boys that he was superman so they're all you know teen angsty about it when he exposes it because they're starting to have you know powers or it was uh, it was way over the top i was not digging it at all so what's yeah. the i know nothing about the show because i just have no desire when is this set like years after he's been superman he's been a dad yeah yeah pretty much it's I don't know. I I, did, I I Honestly, I didn't even finish the first episode. It was that bad. I don't know. I don't see him as Superman, and I don't even know who the chick is that plays Lois. But I don't know. I was listening to Anthony Desiato's podcast, and he did a couple reviews of it. I think he likes it, but it's not for me. No, no thanks.
3: That was the thing for me, too, just seeing the previews. Like you said, they just didn't look the part, so it was hard for me to accept them. Uh, yeah.
2: I, didn't, I wasn't interested from the title. I didn't even give it a try. I just well, you weren't time. interested
1: because Terry Hatcher isn't in it.
2: <laughs> that too.
1: <laughs> a good reason.
2: That
1: was a good reason. All right. So, uh, Mark, you want to go a little bit over the news and then we'll
2: get to the main point of this episode. Go ahead, buddy. Just that um, biggest news this week is that uh, there's not going to be any San Diego Comic Con again this year.
1: Are they doing virtual? Yes. Okay. So, it's another virtual con yes so, i did uh i did get a phone call from our past guest tom gott who works for jeff Smith, and they're going to do another virtual thing that they want me to help them out with so we'll be doing another virtual comic-con at home thing. It's hard to believe that's already been a year almost well it'll be a year in what july yeah. well july? still everything's just oh, we've been doing dealing with this for over a year so the time warp that is COVID, <laughs> right
2: So it's kind of sad. I mean, I pretty much expected it, but... It's
1: a pretty good uh, indication that New York for sure isn't going to happen either, right? You sure? I don't know, man.
2: I don't know. Well, Seattle Emerald City Comic Con, typically their con is in March, but they pushed it back to December. Okay. Here's what
1: I see happening, dude. I say New York's going to happen, but I think they're going to cut capacity out the
0: ass. Yeah, that's probably the best That's going to be my guess.
1: Like, I think October is, you know, if everything goes to plan and we can get a solid number of folks vaccinated, I just still don't see them being comfortable with a standard (coughs) Javits Center populace. But I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they make something. happen. Dude, was the Javits Center even used to? I don't think it was ever officially. I don't think they pulled the trigger on it. I think they started setting stuff up i mean i know they they never used the was it the mercy ship that was sent they didn't use they didn't really utilize that either so it's not like covid was born from the. and i think that was (laughs) supposed to be non-covid uh hospital i don't know mark you're living in a ticking time bomb in new york man i'm sorry (laughs)
2: Um, things are starting to get back to normal the train not really but like the trains are starting to uh fill up again starting to be shoulder to shoulder again Uh, they
1: require masks on those things um good luck enforcing it yeah all right so it is friday the what 20th today or uh, friday shit you can tell i work today it's saturday (laughs) saturday the the 20th Two days ago, the Justice League movie came out. I guess let's just get a, uh, we'll go around, give our general thoughts, and then we'll dig deeper into it. So, uh, Dr. Doug, why don't you start us off, man?
3: Yeah, I'm sure like you guys, it felt like it wasn't a question of if, but when, you know, so it was just getting to this point. So I'm I'm, I'm as excited as I could be, you know, and, and, and I loved it, you know, short answer. Uh, probably in every way, it felt like an improvement over what we got in 2017 just a more full presentation and made more sense. And kind of the heart had been ripped out of it. So the emotions were all back. So um and it didn't feel like four hours to me. So it was just went by so fast.
0: Subject line. I mean, boy, you laid it out really well right there. Um that's pretty much my exact thoughts. Um, I was, I had chills quite a bit throughout the movies a couple of times. <laughs> so uh, just kind of gave me that feeling um, that I definitely never got out of the first movie. Um, I was truly blown away by the way that they changed the, the looks appearances dialogue again, felt like it was completely stripped and revamped. It was a different movie. So Rob
1: um, yes. And yes. Um, just to add, I, I, I can recall like three moments in the whole thing getting almost choked up. Um, I think part of that was just relief that what I was watching was what I was hoping for. Yeah. Because I think the studio has just really sabotaged this film historically. Um, But yeah, short answer. I just, there was more human, I don't know, lack of a way of describing this. There's a lot more um, realness to it. There's a lot more raw emotion to it. It was more believable. Um, of course, there's there were some issues, but um, I I could definitely tell. Um, I was messaging uh, Doug about this <laughs> the night of. I could definitely tell that his losing his daughter definitely impacted the the feel of it. Like I really wonder if what would have been different if he didn't lose his daughter. So I wonder if that played into some of the um, fine points he put on it with some of the, because um, I think he had it what off film, just kind of bringing it all together. So I loved it; it was great. It didn't feel like four hours. I actually paused it after the final fight, and I was like, "Oh, we gotta get, we gotta get the battle." And I'm like, "Oh, it's now three hours and." 56 minutes guess that's not happening so
2: i was like prepared for more
1: so yeah mark
2: i thought it was great again i mean like they said it really did not feel like four hours i was captivated the whole time um it definitely filled in gaps for me i thought it just it this movie did have a lot a lot a lot of heart to it that the other one just didn't the justice league the first one was very it was shorter but it was just very uh just not as impactful and it just kind of felt like rushed and made for a theatrical release versus just a story a film you know so i i thought this film was great it had lots of heart it had lots of connection and i loved it there are certain parts that i was not expecting that i was pleasantly surprised
1: um I'm a piggyback off what Rob really said. Like, I definitely think like you said, losing his daughter, autumn really projected, I think upon the final product. And I've listened to a bunch of interviews from him. I watched that red carpet premiere with Kevin Smith and, read that Vanity Fair article and getting the context behind that. And I feel the final product, he said this was for her. So it was like after the, the movement raised so much money for suicide prevention and, you know, mental illness. And I, I thought it definitely weighed heavy on him to to get what we got. And I just thought it was totally and everybody's saying it was a totally different movie, but that couldn't be more correct. The character's were totally different characters. Um, it was nice to see that some of the cool elements from the first version were in there. so you could tell that those were staple scenes that were his and then they were just bastardized from that to be quite honest. I just thought that like you I didn't get choked up a, a whole lot like to me, the ending to BBS like that that gets me. And I I loved how it started and kind of like just, the panoramic of the battle. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed Steppenwolf this time. Um, and like you said, Rob, there's I, I have some criticisms with it, um, but I just thought he was just so intimidating. And I loved the the context that we got from him, like the angst that he had against Darkseid and Apocalypse. Like, this was like, it, it just made redemption. it more real. And yeah. yeah, it was like a redemption piece for him. Yeah. And uh, it was just really, and here's the thing, me and Herb were talking yesterday about this. I don't think this would have worked if it wasn't for a streaming service right now. And obviously it, it, it was finished for a streaming service. But if the studio would have just f-ed off and let him do his thing, because Zack Snyder is not your typical, you know, director, storyteller. He's his own thing, whether you hate him or not. I, I honestly think that they could have taken this four hour movie and made it into two films. They could have done part one, release it in November or whatever, and then release part two six months later, because if Warner Brothers was so keen on, you have to have a two hour time limit, two hour time limit, so we can sell those time slots at the movie theater. all, All five of us here would have gone in, let's say November, dropped a bunch of money to see it and then we would have gone back six months later and dropped a bunch of money to see it and you could have they would have made a shit ton of money and then he could have continued to tell his story and break it up and hell there could have been six justice League movies. So I just well, think obviously we're not in the movie business and we don't know the the politics involved in it the business act that, you know aspects that are involved in it but once again money gets in the way. And it just ruins a very, very talented guy from getting his vision out there. And if you greenlit him to do his vision, then follow through with it for sakes, man. You just, you sabotaged it, man.
3: Let him do it. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is too, that Zach's such a trooper, right? Like you always hear that he works with the studios. I mean, he got his four hour movie down to two hours and 20 minutes. You know, you could have let him put that in theaters and then released a four hour on disc, you know, which they did with Watchmen and. That's to be Superman with the Ultimate Editions. I mean, you know, so I, I don't understand why it had to be this, but, you know, over 20 minutes, you know, um, and with his daughter's suicide, they got to push him out and, you know, do it this way.
1: I was actually really surprised at how, at least how it was suggested in some of these articles, how complacent DC was with this as well, like them kind of shortchanging him and getting him to change some things up and like pretty much taking over the project. And then Whedon comes in and just adds to that dynamic. Well, after reading that Vanity Fair article, I felt really good knowing that Zach had no input with selecting Josh Whedon for this project. And it was almost more what Jeff Johns trying to hook up with him and hopefully do a Batgirl movie. And I even said it from the beginning. I always thought he was fired. And then they just used his daughter's suicide to, you know, say he gracefully backed out of the project like i I always thought there was something else to it and i thought that vanity fair article was excellent and uh i don't i mean i wasn't one of these huge release the snyder cut hashtag groupies and you know with any kind of organization there's vile people involved in it because we're all humans and we're disgusting people but i honestly think the movement was more positive it frustrates me when people just want to say it was just a bunch of whining fans and they we shouldn't give them what they want and i just don't think that that was accurate that's just my opinion
3: but constant references to toxic fans you know including in the last couple weeks you know and it's ironic that there's so much toxicity from these haters right but they're gonna say snyder fans were toxic you know yeah I don't think they were the ones that were doing the trolling, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just like any, or it's just like anything there. You're always going to have the hijackers involved in it.
3: Well, well, can we, can we
0: get back away from the, we don't necessarily have to go back into this big theater kind of releasing kind of thing. Like we were talking before with the streaming services. I mean, like, I I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed WandaVision. I really enjoyed like the things like on Disney plus like Mandalorian, um, even all these things that, if they would have tried to throw that into a movie and cut some of the really important content, that they, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been as good. And I I like this idea of dropping, you know, these longer, more in depth, where you're including all of the detail that's necessary to make a story work. In these, you know, make make it an hour episode, half hour episode, whatever you want to do. But I, I really I don't want to go back to this big box office idea where we're just dropping movies for money well, really? just,
1: I just want to get this out for a second because Herb you're you're hitting one of my points and I just want to <clears throat> get the hater shit off my chest first and then I can just further enjoy this conversation <laughs> the I've been I've been um there's like 17 different streams on Facebook from HBO with the Snyder cut and the consistent criticism has been about the length. And I think that is a complete bullshit argument because we live in a binging streaming culture now. And again, I was kind of against like a four hour release. It just logistically didn't make sense to me. I was fully anticipating, I think I've said it on several of our previous episodes, I was fully anticipating several episodes to be released and we'd get a little bit of new stuff with each episode. And for people just be like, oh my God, this is four hours long. I'll never get those hours back. It's like, that's bullshit like he actually gave you great ending points if you needed to go take a piss or go take a nap or come back to it tomorrow so it's like yeah I'm kind of with you Herb it's like I like there to be options right and if not everything I don't think can and some of that's COVID related I don't think we can put anything back into Pandora's box here and I think streaming is going to be And Marvel, I think, has finally entered into that, you know, with WandaVision and now Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like that's they're they're trying to enter into that niche area of storytelling because the one. Well, I mean, they did it. They did it with Netflix. And when Netflix, when they their Netflix shows, it was the whole season. You weren't waiting week to week. And how many of us sat on the couch and watched four episodes, five episodes Let's just one more, one more, and six (laughs) hours are gone, man. So, like, (laughs) four hours is
2: nothing, dude. And as we're talking about this, it's making me think, because I've said this before, and you know, like, for example, with X, with the X-Men films, I think this would be a great way, although I love, it's so funny when I said really, Herb, to hear you say that you don't want to go back to kind of the, the way we watch the movies. That's pretty interesting. I do enjoy the movie-going experience, but I understand what you're saying as far as the storytelling is concerned. I'm thinking that this whole streaming thing and the way they're putting it out there like this, I think finally, this would be a good way to tell the Phoenix Saga story. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, make a eight hour movie. We have our space to do it now versus yeah. two hours. You know, four years and two hours. You know what I mean? So I think that this would be a great way to tell the Phoenix Saga story. Well, and I
1: like I like that Mark. And actually, you're reminding me of something. It almost I almost think do what the X Files did back in the day, where you had a a awesome movie because to be honest, the last one was just a complete piece of shit. But <laughs> fell asleep. The, the movie that came out was it had just enough content that it stood on its own, but you needed to see that movie to continue to watch the show in the normal format after the movie. Like you can do both. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So you've all said it didn't feel like four hours. And I think that that means that that four hours had good, meaningful content that didn't leave you feeling like, God, how many more, <laughs> how many more hours is this yeah. movie going to go? And uh i I think that we can we can do this with the streaming services or or they got to start doing it with the box offices i
3: don't you also feel like warner brothers is on the verge of just flushing this all away because they seem absolutely dead set despite everything that's happened in the last couple of days of just moving on from snyder and you guys are right, but, I mean, every streaming service wants some kind of property like this. Look at what Disney's doing. but they, And they've got it with Zack Snyder and, and there's an interest in it. But they seem just, doesn't it seem that way? Like, they're just dead set against doing anything with Zack. And I don't, I don't know if I understand it. I don't yeah. either.
1: Especially with the trust that he's already been given. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Watchmen. Like, you gave him permission to do one of DC's biggest... Well, like a story they that they said was unfilmable. They never thought that that could translate we've delved it. Let me, why you bring up Watchmen and we're talking about, um no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to use it as an example Um, about trimming down a movie, but it doesn't jeopardize the story. Like the theatrical lease of Watchmen, you got everything you needed to the story. And then if you wanted to get the director's cut and see all the other elements and you're like, yeah, that was in the comics. That was in the comics. That's I'm, re- I'm really glad they did that. But it didn't compromise the overall story in the theatrical release. This it definitely compromised BVS. You lost those thirty minutes and those hacks that they put, they took out. You were like, what? How's this supposed to set up a Justice League movie? And you totally didn't even see Steppenwolf in the theatrical. Like you, you lost a lot of the underground stuff that made the plot make sense, even though there was issues with it. It's like if you're gonna make cuts, then cut some background character that was in the story but had nothing to do with understanding the story. And I felt like that's what they did with Zach's Watchman uh director's cut. Like you got to see what's his name die, the the original night owl get murdered. And yeah. like it was like you didn't necessarily have to have that, but it was fan service to know that it was there originally. But we, you know, some cuts have to be made. So I don't know, man. I think that. It would be nice if they just let Zach do on HBO Max, like an exclusive, you know, sub, you know, portion of DC. Give him the black label. <laughs> Zach Snyder's black label HBO Max series. Who knows? Man? <laughs> All right. So let me let's I'm going to do something different here. So let's do another round. And. What is, I don't want to say one, so let's do two. What were two things that totally surprised you? So let's go with uh, Doug first. What were two things that you were like, holy cow?
3: Yeah, I I think one of it was one part was just the epilogue aspect of it. And I, I don't think it was leaving us as hanging as we thought, you know, so I think he was very aware this might be the last movie he did. And he kind of gave us something that works as an ending albeit a dark one you know but i kind of like dark unexpected endings you know for, for the future so that kind of surprised me like i found myself thinking if they really do screw them over and don't let them continue i could really live with this as a trilogy and it kind of has an ending you know even though it's a dark one so i think that um surprised me quite a bit um i think the other part was just that i'd read stuff on the internet that i thought was true and i was expecting to see that in this version and it didn't happen you know and, and so one of those moments was I thought I had read that the reason for resurrecting Superman was going to be different in his version it was going to tie into the nightmare future and they were trying to resurrect I Superman
1: thought so too yeah
3: Apocalypse forces did um and it turned out not to be true so that kind of threw me because I thought I just I just assumed that was fact you know and that was going to be a different element Yep uh her about you
0: Um so I I think the biggest surprise for me was again some of the more de- attention to detail when it comes to um uh, some of the things that the fans would really uh go crazy about i loved how that they they jumped into the a uh, little bit more of the concept of the speed force um mm. that was a big excitement for me um uh, i love that they kind of uh, without i mean i don't know are you, are you trying to avoid giving spoilers or not oh uh, no, dude it's it's, it's over right,
1: man spoiler oh, right. <laughs> gotcha. yeah
0: yeah so I, I i again i loved that they that he had to re- basically reverse time and and fix it like fix the problem by himself i mean uh, the Flash kind of got a little bit of a bad rap, I feel like, in the first uh, the first version of the Justice League, and um, I got uh, I like to see him come back and really make a huge, huge difference. Um, and he had a lot of big parts um, again. And then my other big surprise was, uh, was Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was crazy i i i didn't really have any complaints about him i didn't know i guess too much about him before this so maybe that might lead others to have complaints about him but for me i thought his armor remake was amazing his visuals were amazing i thought his sound was i thought he sounded meaner um and his just a lot more of his connections and dialogues with Darkseid and his other constituents you know and it's it's um, I liked that they delved into that story and that, again, the whole movie was that way where they kind of gave some perspectives of every all the different characters and what was going on in their lives, what they're dealing with. And so mm-hmm. I think that was one of my biggest things that I liked about this one.
1: Mark, how about you, buddy?
2: Me, it was Martian Manhunter. Oh,
1: hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I was like, what? I'm totally like, I I was not expecting that.
1: I wasn't expecting it to be who it was. Right.
2: Yeah, you
1: I'm obviously, like, you obviously and, didn't see his uh, storyboards where he like totally revealed that. Go ahead, sorry, Mark, sorry. No,
2: I I knew who was going to be. I wasn't expecting him to see him then.
1: Yeah,
2: or, or in the epilogue, I wasn't expecting that. And Lois being pregnant—was she what? though?
1: Was I think was? that was—I think was, was open ended. I think it was open ended. Well, no, like, because he said
2: at the end when they were congratulations, walking into the house, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I think she's pregnant.
1: Well, or there, he was
3: saying, or he was
1: saying, congratulations on your engagement.
3: That's what I thought it was. <laughs> but
1: but there were some I was pregnancy the pregnancy tests test in the drawer in with the, the press drawer. pass. Yes. Yeah. um, I've got more than two. Well, keep oh, it yeah. to two, man. We'll, There's we'll a get, lot more. We'll get another two. round. We'll get another <laughs> round. We're 30 minutes in, bro. Okay, Mark, to, to piggyback off of your uh, your Martian Manhunter, um, I wish that how, we, how he tells the backstory and ties it into other movies, I wish we would have gotten maybe like a, a scene from Man of Steel, like when... Clark turns himself in and they're in the interrogation room. Like it would have been cool if he would have stepped away from the glass and you knew that he was Martian Manhunter and showed some red eyes back then, or even like a glimpse of something. I like how he was Martha. I thought that was Mm -hmm. brilliant. And uh, I I wish we would have had him in, in in the fight. Like I wish he would have gone to Bruce before that when he was going to When he was still trying to bring the team together, Um, I thought the Amazons were freaking amazing. Like, it was, it was like female Spartans from 300, man. It was the, we have no fear. Like, that that game. How about them just smashing the columns and just looking at the sheer, like, strength? I was like, Well, that was in the those parts were in the original, and it made me happy that Zach wrote that. And uh, I I just thought the Amazons were badass. I'm I'm with you, Herb. Like the Flash to me, like we we already knew that he was going to be the comedic factor, and that was from the get go. But he wasn't a pussy man. He wasn't like, oh God, I don't want to be a hero. Oh, like he embraced the fact that Bruce recruited him, and he was badass and what little backstory we got with iris uh i thought that was cool there is uh, while i'm talking about the flash i, I still don't like how he runs <laughs> hey he ran a lot better though seriously though he ran a lot better he didn't look like his legs were like foiling off to the side though it's almost like ezra miller doesn't know how to run in a harness. <laughs>
0: it's different in the speed force okay i got you (laughs) all right
1: those are uh i thought the flat but dude we can't forget cyborg man cyborg truly was a totally different character and i'm and you could totally see why ray fisher was pissed that they didn't get to see the performance that he portrayed and uh i thought i thought he was great i will just i'll build off of that for a second and i still stand by my opinion that Cyborg is not a member of the Justice League and I do think he was picked. This is just my opinion. I wonder if he was picked to kind of offer up some of that like Iron Man feel. Like that's still just my my take. Like for theatric reasons, let's get somebody who could do all these cool things. But one of the things that surprises me was this was really Cyborg and Flash's movie. Like it really was. Like they were two pivotal characters that I think um, overshadowed the, the big three really and I think it was for a variety of reasons I think it just it went a little bit more into their character development obviously we knew a little bit more about the big three and obviously I think Aquaman was still kind of off to the side a little bit always sorry <laughs> riding a seahorse but, but I just I was I was surprised that it was really kind of their movie, the 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 pair, and I do think in terms of disrespect for characters, those were the two that Whedon really did kind of screw over a little bit. Um, the other thing that really surprised me, um, and this is also kind of my favorite part of the movie, I really thought Zack Snyder brought in Man of Steel, and brought in Batman v Superman with oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it with the jurel jonathan Mm. kent playbacks, like monologues back and back to back like it was bringing together where zach started his storytelling and it it looked a lot like man of steel with first flight he didn't he changed some things up but the thing that like one of the things that really choked me up was where they finished with Kevin Costner's Jonathan Kent saying, Fly, son. And I remember, like, the first thing that came back to me was the scene in Man of Steel where he is telling him, he's holding his hand up as in a stopping motion, do not save my life from this tornado. Like, it's still not time. Don't even save my life. And I was just like, ugh. Like it just, it was, I think the ultimate like respect to Superman's character. And that was cut out. Like I was, that to me was just one of the best parts of the movie. And it totally surprised me how he did that. Um, and I think they kind of hinted at it that at least what was going to happen in the ship where they had his corpse and they're like, well, they can, the ship knows he's here. Cause all the suits are coming out of the walls and stuff. Yep. Yep. And I just, I loved it. And I didn't think it was too much. Um, I thought it was really cool how it was just like a, a sweet like shoot off into the sky and a quick like sun recharge and then getting back to to action. So that really surprised me how he was able to kind of tie those things in. And obviously you had to have seen those other two movies to even know, you know, really what was being referenced, like his progression from... A, the orphan boy on Krypton to this moment that he was in. Um, let's go into what was your favorite part and uh, oh, damn. let's go with uh, Doug again.
3: I might just start at the very beginning because it started in a different way than than Whedon's movie. And, and I like what Snyder has done with like, at the beginning of BVS, he's revisiting the battle of metropolis, but from the emotional standpoint of Bruce on the ground. And he kind of did that again here, you know, revisiting Superman's death from the viewpoint of Lois and Diana and Bruce you know, the emotional impact. And then as that shockwave goes out, then you move into the plot. You know, it, it's activated the boxes. Steppenwolf now knows because of this. It's like a real visual, beautiful way of kind of kicking off the whole story. And, you know, it got excised, you know, so I just loved where the movie started. Do you think that would have happened if Autumn hadn't died? I mean, it does seem like it was his plan all along, you know, to, to kind of do it that way. I mean, I do wonder if the epilogue changed since that was the new stuff, you know, he'd filmed, but, I think her death just took any fight out of him too. You know, that I just, I can't fight the studio anymore with, with this loss, but I, I feel like that part would have still been the same. I wonder if yeah. it
1: just has more of a potent meaning now because of that. Yeah,
3: very, very true.
1: All right, Herb, where are you at?
0: Um, Gosh, uh, favorite parts. Uh, that's a, kind of a tough question for that whole movie. Um, I was trying to think of something there, but uh, I guess it, for me to just bring up another highlight for me, um, was the expanded battle of um with the gods and kind of touching on dark side? Um, I, I i i loved it <laughs> when <laughs> at the very end, when he uh when Steppenwolf gets his head cut off just as it flies in and then goes underneath of his foot. Uh, you know, dark side, I think dark side was my my favorite part of this movie because they finally touched on him. Uh, I that's was my favorite, yeah. Warner Brothers
1: up by (laughs) not putting him in theaters i'm just gonna say that sorry mark how about you man
2: oh really probably just the uh the big battle at the dome that was probably Mm -hmm. my favorite everybody had their part you know what i mean and i just that was probably my favorite
1: uh everything superman um (laughs) i originally went into it the the day it came out I, i got up went to work and i was scrolling through social and I saw that Anthony Desiato had like a reaction video. He wasn't going to spoil anything. And I'm like, I'm off social media all day until I could sit down and watch this. And I messaged him and I said, look, I'm staying off social media, but just tell me this. Cause I trust you. I said, am I going to be like a kid on Christmas morning? And he said, yes. And then he also said, being a Superman fan, the only thing that I wish there was more of was more Superman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought about that. I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, I really wish there was some more Superman. But here's the thing: as I as I realize it, this wasn't Superman's movie. This was kind of like what you said, Rob. It was Flash and Cyborg, and uh, what would have been Aquaman. And it's kind of he comes to the finale. He's still that undertone of the motivation and to complete it. But Superman was. And brutal man, he was badass, he did not give a shit, and it was just like Wonder Woman did give a shit. She was to me, there's always these rules with these heroes, they can't kill. Freaking Wonder Woman is an Amazon god, and if she's gonna chop his head off or blow the dude up in the beginning of her segment when he's trying to kill all those kids, hey, I'm all for it. And I still justify Batman's violence as like he, it is, it is a old, beaten down bruce wayne and we all know where that goes if we're gonna say that uh dark knight returns is canon in the comics like it gets to a point where he's just like uh i'm i'm, I'm going this direction but i i still think superman was uh the best part about it i can do I jump in
0: real fast on this when you it. said when you when um talk about favorite parts <laughs> batman at the end when he basically looks at the joker and says i will f- kill you i know dude <laughs> batman dropped like, an Dah. f-bomb i was like okay <laughs> rewind wait he said what <laughs> yeah, and let was, was like
1: uh, 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 <laughs> like yeah joker's like terrified
0: sorry dad I didn't mean it i i know
1: you're like oh man yeah. batman's really gonna cross the line um let me let me bring this up with you fellas did it need to be rated R? Val I didn't Rob? mind that.
2: Yeah, I thought so. If it so, allowed for
0: those
3: moments, I think, you know, probably a good move.
0: I don't think it was necessary, but from what we saw, but ultimately I, I kind of like that because DC kind of stands on this darker end and um and I, I but again, if you if you're saying, Do I think that this movie should have been that way? I mean, from what we saw, there wasn't really a lot to be called rated R. Just a few spots, like I said when he said I'm gonna f- kill you or um
1: what do we have do we have three or four f-bombs in this movie there's at least two that i can remember well and even you could tell snyder there was more violence it wasn't quite 300 but there was definitely like when one woman's throwing the terrorists into the wall like there's blood and guts on the wall and i'm like but it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't wasn't over the top it wasn't over the top like i thought it was like (laughs) pg-13 i almost wonder (laughs) if they went the rated r route to further justify the hpo release well and maybe not everything well maybe not just that but because you're you're gonna there's always that segment of a theatrical release if it's rated r you're gonna cut off a a good chunk of moviegoers from going to see it and i feel like well since nobody's gonna see it in theaters we're just gonna go ahead and throw it on the platform and me personally like after watching it i don't have a problem with my kids watching it like, I, I don't, I just, I don't think it, I don't think it's grotesque. I don't think there's, there's no boobage. There's no sex. There's none, none of that HBO sex factor to it. Sure. But I don't know. I, I just didn't think it, I didn't think it, I, I don't know. It, can you say one F word in a PG 13 movie? And I know there's. That it, 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 I know there's standards. I know there's only
3: a certain amount of F words you could say.
1: Doug, do you know anything about, like, the... I think
3: that's all it was. I do think it was, like, the number of of, of F-bombs that led to get, getting the R rating. So I think that's exactly what it was. I don't think it was the violence at all.
1: Right. The Motion Picture Association of America allows two F-bombs to be
3: rated R.
0: Well, even the decapitation really wasn't even that. It was, it was pretty, I mean, cut and dry. It was you like no blood. <laughs> <laughs> so. Cut and dry. Perfect.
1: Perfect, dude. But I, I will I will say this though it was nice to see Wonder Woman with her sword and shield because we did not get that in Wonder Woman eighty four and I know that it was a totally different thing but man it would have been quick great. transition it would have yeah. been yeah it was it was nice to see her in Warrior Princess mode again instead of you know eighties pantsuit mall going I mean this was nice.
2: best. Uh, during her scenes I was We'd thinking so as that was her as her whenever she was fighting as her scenes were coming up, I was thinking, okay, so this is after she's fought cheetah but you know what i mean this is you know so i was thinking that cheetah and all that has already happened for her and i still kind of like "Mm, it just didn't match you know it sucks
3: dude
1: yeah you know what were you saying doug you were throwing something in there
3: yeah i was saying this was basically a better wonder woman movie than 84 was (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes All, all the content and the amazons and yeah why do they always every single minor
0: complaint about the movie every time you saw wonder woman it went <BSCRI> you know, yeah. like or the, ah, you know, it's just like every single.
2: <laughs> do we even geek. get that? Do we, do we even Never get that it. in eighty four?
1: We didn't get that in eighty four, though, did we? No, because she wasn't battling. <clears throat> maybe, maybe they they were trying to. They didn't have the Amazon jingle in 84 so like we maybe should sprinkle that in here but you're right herb it was a little over the top i was like it was every she's in the middle of the fight do we need to do we need to throw that in there (laughs) (laughs) all right so let me ask this question on well i'll start with this point something that i've been reading that's been frustrating me is and i get why people are phrasing it this way so i don't want to be like a grammar nazi or whatever they're like snyder changed this snyder changed that he changed what whedon did and I'm like, he never saw Whedon's movie. He refused to watch it. I think that's still true, isn't it? Like, I think it was Nolan and his wife were like, you can't, you cannot watch this. Yeah, they went, they went and they were a part of it because they were producing it still. And they said, yeah, you can't watch this movie. Well, and it's like, he didn't change anything, he actually carried out. What was his original vision. And yes, it's changed from the original version that was sent in theaters, but I was like, he didn't change this. We didn't change this from what it was originally supposed to be. So I guess I was a little hung up and a little Zack Snyder toxic fanboy for a moment and be like, this is his stuff. Like, he didn't change it. He actually just brought it back to what it was. Well, and to bring it uh, for you to bring that up. And uh, let's be candid here. Do any of you guys kind of feel sorry for Josh Whedon a little bit? No, no. no. Or do you think he was just studio lackey and uh, go, go, I what go I
3: take th- care of it? So, I mean, watching this, I found myself thinking if I was hired by Warner brothers and I've ordered to cut the movie down to under two hours, I mean, it's not your movie. You're going to end up making a mess of it, but what can you do? You know? And, and, and yeah. if Snyder's not the director. I mean, they're not going to sit on the movie and not release it. So they need somebody to do something to it, you know? So I, tough situation. You know, I don't know what the etiquette is for a director. If they should just say, no, I'm not taking the job, but you know, it's, it is tough, you know? Yeah.
1: And I'm not saying that I, I feel sorry for him. I just think that it was an impossible task for anybody to really do. I think what more irritates me about him being selected is I really don't like. This isn't as good as Marvel, and you know, kind of the going back and forth. And I know why people do it. It's like it's the same genre. They are direct competitors in the market. They're direct competitors for the entertainment. But I would much rather allow the the content to stand on its own, right? Like I can, like I told our last episode. I finally binge watched the rest of the MCU, and I enjoyed a large portion of it. And I think you can enjoy that, and then you can enjoy this production. But I think him being selected, it it's impossible to avoid that because he is directly connected to both universes. And it was almost like it's hard to not see it as DC's desperate attempt to have Marvel to to Marvelize the the Justice League movie. And that that's what really kind of pisses me off because you can't really avoid that part of the conversation because it's 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 part of it.
3: Yeah. And on that note, I guess I'll mention if people hadn't been so hung up on Do It the Marvel way and if they had let Zach go with his plan, I mean he had five movies planned, you know, so we would have gotten there. You know, this would have been the third Justice League Part Two, another movie. We would have gotten Flash before then, we would have gotten, you know, obviously Aquaman, who we did get. So I just wish people would have given him time instead of comparing it to Marvel from the very beginning and saying he's doing it wrong.
1: Yeah, right, right. And it's almost like you get into these situations where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But anyway, so on that point. Let me ask this question. Is there anything that Josh put in the movie that you would have liked to stay now that you've seen Sniper's
3: work? Is there anything that
1: you would have at least liked to keep? Doug, how about you?
3: There were like a couple lines of, of dialogue I kind of like. So not huge things, but like there was a scene with Bruce and Alfred on the plane where Bruce was commenting that, superman clark was more human than he was which connected well with with snyder's content so i, I kind of like that a lot or the moment where diana was challenging bruce on bringing clark back and she hits him at one point and he staggers back and it's like whoa mm-hmm. this is batman but this is on what a different power level wonder woman is so some of the small moments i did kind of like in, in joss's version that's a good point
1: herb how about you was there anything that you would have kept Would have kept
0: uh... Uh, I don't know. I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure I would have kept the part where Lois ran out of the car yelling Clark's name in front of the cop. (laughs) 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 I thought you were
1: saving that for the criticism segment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would have kept that.
1: Man, does the whole world know that Clark is Superman after this? I mean, come on, (laughs) Clark, Clark, Clark. Hey, and go ahead, Clark. Was the cop Jimmy Olsen? I believe that was the original actor Jimmy Olsen from because he was the prison guy in, in Weedon's version. But I was like, is that did they recast like was he was originally so. cast as the cop? Oh. Yeah,
0: you need to move. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot that I think I would have kept from their previous movie.
1: Fair enough. Mark, how about you?
2: Well, no, nothing.
1: Nothing. Rich, anything you would have kept? Uh, no, because I, I don't. I like your lines, Doug. I totally forgot about those. And they they were, they, they, they did hold some weight and kind of go with what Zach was trying to say. Those characters are completely changed. And when you were saying that one about when they had that physical interaction between Diana and Bruce, Diana didn't object at all to bringing Superman back in this version. There was no hesitation. And right. uh, it was more, it was Aquaman. So it's, it's like he did all these rewrites and you're like, why don't you just leave it, bro? Like, But you got
0: the vision that that cyborg had where it was kind of like, Oh crap, what are we doing? Is this, yeah. are we making a mistake?
1: Like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it, it definitely made that scene more. And I thought originally, I know that maybe this goes back to what you were saying, Doug, I thought Superman's resurrection was going to be totally different. I thought it was going to tie into, I thought it was going to be something to do with apocalypse technology. And he was, Darkseid was going to be involved in the resurrection of Superman and he was going to be somewhat evil from that and and basically totally changed. And now we know that from what we got from this, it's going to be the anti-life equation that's going to totally change him around, you know, the loss of Lois. But I just think that the rewrites, totally changed the dynamic of the characters and the dialogue didn't make any sense and it it was just weird to see almost total opposites from the characters this time like i said i already said the flash the funny stuff that was funny worked and but he wasn't this shy stupid kid that didn't want to that really didn't want to do it and just had this random speed speed suit hanging around in his apartment but i don't know i don't think i would have kept anything I um it. i i actually saw a clip I'm, I'm assuming i can't remember where it was from but they were actually showing how we didn't maybe copied avenger scenes and one of them was where you know where hawkeye ends up landing on black widow's chest in the bar mm-hmm. and when you know um ultron is attacking the avengers headquarters similar to the flash landing on diana's chest And I was like, that was really tacky. And I was like, most of that can go. The one thing that I thought... That was linked back to the hypocrisy or whatever that was involved with what was going on. And like, because Gal was like, I'm not doing that. Well, one thing I would have kept, which I actually think fit, and I think it still would fit. I actually liked when Aquaman sat on the lasso and he kind of had that vulnerable moment and it was Uh mixed with a little bit of humor. Like, I actually think that even i think it would still fit with aquaman objecting to to doing what they were doing like i actually thought that was a pretty a pretty good scene that maybe could have stayed and added some of the humor um but that's really probably the only thing i would have kept i don't know what you guys think about that that was a funny i did
2: i did think of that part when they were in the plane i did think that part that like okay that part is missing which i was like okay it's just in we Version there were too many funny parts. Oh yeah,
1: it was he was it, again. It was like we got to get some like, oh, yes. horrible humor. Something's we got definitely you know, bleeding oh. Thor Ragnarok up in here, right?
3: What were you gonna <laughs> say, Doug? I was just gonna say I didn't I didn't mind that scene with the lasso, so that that could have fit back in. But we might also had too many of the men gushing over Wonder Woman, so that might have been a reason to leave that out too. You know,
2: true. I just like Marble like we're all gonna die. <laughs>
3: what is this?
2: Um, a question the epilogue. That's what's going to happen. Is that correct? So this is what I
1: understand from it. It's he comes and he gets the anti-life equation and uh, Lois is killed. And I think Bruce was supposed to protect Lois while Superman was trying to defeat dark side and fails to do so. And then he is completely overcome and manipulated by Darkseid's control with the Anti-Life Equation, because that's essentially what it is. It's like world-dominating power, and I don't know if it's mind control, but it it, it will manipulate you to bend to his will. And I feel that is where it was going to go, to where now they're all hiding from Superman because he's under his control with this Anti-Life Equation, and now they're trying to figure out a way to stop it and to basically snap him out of it. So I feel... The way that Zach ties them together, that could have been—he uh, could be referencing from what two movies from now? What what that epilogue could have been from? You know, I got a very injustice vibe. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It was, and I know it wasn't the exact storyline. Like obviously, the Joker being the catalyst because uh, he's obviously still alive. <laughs> um, but I was like, when it it finally clicked for me after watching that portion that lois lane is the key. If we lose Lois, we lose Superman and he is dark side's going to see him as the ultimate ally because he he's like I I don't know if I can really destroy him.
0: He would be great to just be one of my minions. So so S- Superman is tempted to the dark side by dark <laughs> side <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a Wars fan, guys. I... <laughs> after, after Lois is killed, which I think is
1: what you saw when Darkseid's hand is on his shoulder. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, how about but... the, uh, how about, here's, here's a scene that I absolutely loved. How about the Omega beams, man?
2: Oh, oh yeah. I did yes. like that. Ooh, shit. that so detail oriented.
3: Yes. Terrifying.
1: Terrifying ability. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying.
3: What were you going to say, Doug? I, I was just going to say too on that, theme of superman going bad i mean did you catch during the section where they were resurrecting superman just what the kryptonian computer was saying in the background you know yes like, this yeah. is irreversible this course yeah. is irreversible and then after they did it you know she says the future is now rooted in the present you know like it's not there was a lot the kryptonian ship was saying like you guys are on this you've locked in this path to-
1: don't you think the computer is like god you f- people are stupid <laughs> like lex goes and it says uh we cannot create this deformity. Uh, uh, stop! And he's like, override. Okay. And it's like, uh, this is on. Un- this is re- not reversible. Don't do it. it-
3: humans. <laughs> so, Meet sacks.
2: Did he say
3: no or go? He said no and and misheard him and thought he said go you know so it was there was a lot kind of saying they're they're probably making a mistake here yeah and like i was saying i I know if if snyder is able to continue ultimately you know they're going to win in the end but if it doesn't here it's we've kind of got this dark vision you know and and it kind of ends on a bad note and and the bad guys win and it kind of casts batman v superman in a completely different light when you look at bruce saying if there's a one percent chance you know He's our enemy, we got to take him out because this is exactly what he was afraid of, you know, leaving the world as a wasteland and um yep. it's, it's interesting to think about in that way that how much does he wish in that future vision that he could put the spear through Superman or not resurrected him in Justice League, you know, uh, because of where things end up.
1: Yeah, I was super stoked because um injustice was kind of what got me back into uh comics this most recent round rich was like "Ah, check that out and i was like oh damn okay so i I was definitely getting some of those vibes but i figured you know they would wrap it up with the anti-life equation and make it work and of course the dk tank (laughs) oh i loved it man i freaking loved that i just gave herb that comic to read by the way
0: (laughs) yes
2: all right um, I at it. I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, that's too big.
1: <laughs> I thought it was um, too big. Well, hold on, I want to read this this section from the uh, the Vanity Fair article that just made me want to fist bump everybody in the world, <laughs> and uh, just kind of just gives you that they knew that it was a problem, and th- and they just went with it anyway. So it said, Whedon rewrote and reshot about three quarters of Justice League from what Snyder can gather. When fans asked him what details of the movie that bears his name, he usually has no idea what they what they are talking about. Worst of all, for Warner Brothers, Whedon didn't exactly save the movie. When we were when we got to see what Josh actually did, it was stupefying. Says a studio executive who requested to be anonymous: the robber on the rooftop so goofy and awkward, the Russian family so useless and pointless. Everyone knew it. It was so awkward because nobody wanted to admit. What a piece of shit it was! So it's like, yeah, you know, you up. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to share that. I, I love that.
3: Ouch! Yeah. The sad thing is, it feels like they haven't learned a thing. You know, not a damn thing.
0: I mean, Gosh, I mean, yeah.
3: There was a guy a couple months ago calling it a creative cul-de-sac. You know, saying we can't go anywhere with Snyder's work, and Snyder revealed in an interview recently that they asked him not to put in the epilogue or anything. Um, that could lead to a future project because they wanted a cul-de-sac, you know? So it's like there's they're they're liars, you know? It's like they, they want to say this is a cul-de-sac, but they're trying to make it that way because they just don't want to continue with this work. Yeah.
0: So is that anybody sad bad. that we didn't get more Green Lantern? Kind of was, uh, thing, yeah. needed another seventy million to throw a Green Lantern <laughs> in it.
3: Did you guys see too that Snyder wanted to have John Stewart in the movie and they wouldn't let him because I did not it see that here with a future you know, so that's why it was Martian Manhunter. But originally, it was going to be John Stewart and Green Lantern. And, and why been,
2: why didn't they let want him to do it?
3: They thought they would conflict with other Green Lantern plans they would eventually do or might do. And so, there's
1: anything that studio needs to revamp ASAP. It's Green Lantern. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> that
1: is that is still in the Batman and Robin phase of that genre. Oh, <laughs> Good Lord.
3: And as everyone, the out, they're they're going in a multiverse version, uh, you know, direction. So what difference does it make who he's got in this movie? It's a separate timeline, you know. Right, right. Yeah, Ugh, man. Let him do what he wants.
1: I mean, f- Flashpoint movie can fix anything you want. Maybe that's the Ooh. Uh, the ticket out of the uh, cul-de-sac. <laughs> I don't know. No,
0: no. <laughs> it's like X Men. It's like what they did with X Men. I mean, they basically did the same thing with the X Men movies when they tied all those different groups in um by the by the end of days the future (laughs) passed
1: yeah all right let's let's spin towards the uh critique uh more to stuff you didn't like we probably should have started with this so we ended on a happier note we can we can we can not end on a sad note we'll we'll mark you take it away man what were some of the issues you had with it
2: uh to be honest with you i didn't really see anything that i didn't like i really oh my oh you know what all the the critiques were manifested through Josh's version. Okay, Dog. that was it. That was it. I really don't see, didn't see anything wrong with this.
1: Hold on a second. It is ten forty-two on the twentieth of March, and my brother Mark has said there's no critique the Marvel guy on our show has yeah. no critiques of this movie. I am just, part of me is crying right now. It was Yeah, it was, I really- With I, glee. I, with glee. <laughs> with glee. I, I love you, Mark.
2: Because this is how it was supposed to be. You know yes. what I'm saying? This is how it was supposed to be. And so I just, all the, any kind of critique, it physically manifested in Josh's version. So it's already out. We already saw it. So there you go.
3: All right. Doug, this is something people have been pointing out. And the more I think about it, the more it kind of bugs me. Just the idea that, Darkseid suffers this big defeat, and he's looking for the anti-life equation, but he somehow doesn't realize that Earth is that planet, you know, like, there, there's something about some of that that's a little fuzzy and doesn't quite make sense, you know, and I don't know if I can quite work it out that they wouldn't know that this is the planet or that he would leave the mother boxes on this specific planet, but they wouldn't know until much later that this is the planet where the, you know, the anti-life was. So I I don't know if that part all connects well.
1: I feel like Darkseid was defeated on Earth. That dude would have held a grudge until he avenged it, and he wouldn't necessarily just go back and not have a plan. Didn't they say when when the synchronization whatever when the boxes separated it did something where like the battle and the details became anonymous like it was hard for is that how they kind of wrapped that up i gotta go back and kind of rewatch that part do you remember doug how it was kind of unclear
3: i, I guess it, it the, i guess are there more mother boxes or are these the only three because if, if they're the only three then it feels like this is the only planet it could be and so right, right. Why did it take them so long to figure it out but if there are other mother boxes out there then you know maybe it's not an issue but it just felt like this planet's kind of marked that way if you've got the mother boxes there and the amazons and atlanteans who beat you are there and steppenwolf seems to know who the amazons are so they must know that this planet but yeah that's that's true true.
1: herb critiques Uh, all right
3: well i mean i think for me
0: the the biggest complaint um was uh, this is soundtrack i
3: (laughs) i thought that the
0: music and the soundtrack just like half the time i was just like uh, you know the the icelandic song went oh on. <laughs> like, yes i was like what the
1: f- is it
0: happening was bro i mean god and then some of it again are you trying to tell just... me
1: that you wouldn't want to sniff jason momoa's sweater
0: i mean come on bro <laughs> no <laughs> what i do in my personal time doesn't matter. okay <laughs> <laughs> but the uh the, yeah I, I honestly I, I felt like sometimes the soundtrack didn't really fit in even any remote ways sometimes in some of the scenes i thought this the song with this i mean i guess the one with Lois when she was kind of like moping cuz superman's gone and everything like that i guess that was kind of maybe made sense but it was just it was really really sad and just long and they played the whole song. I feel like they played the whole song on a lot of different spots. And I'm just like, I guess that was my biggest complaint for the whole movie. Uh, it was a little bit slow kicking off like that, especially. But um, other than that, um, I thought the, the the boxes thing, I thought there might, I, I thought I heard them talking about other things on other, something like 50,000 worlds that they've been to or something like that. Uh, and that there might have been others so uh, i guess i didn't recognize that first plot hole right there that you guys were talking about before until just now but um yeah soundtrack was really my biggest complaint
1: um i did see some cg problems with it uh some of the uh mascara stuff in the beginning i felt was a little rushed or sliding out of the cave looked a little no bad. like i feel like sometimes zach we know zach is professional at doing the slow-mo shot And sometimes I feel like that is a default mode for him because it won't work in real time because of the CG that's involved and it'll look really bad. Um, I thought some of the horseback riding was really shitty and uh, was kind of rushed. I really didn't think any of the other stuff CG wise was that bad. I know some people are critiquing uh, Steppenwolf's costume, but I thought that was bounds and leaps way better than the piece of shit we got before it didn't look so plasticky it didn't look
2: as we knew it was cgi but it didn't
1: look as cgi-ish but it it almost it 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 served a purpose it was armor Uh and i loved how it broke the amazon's arrows in half and i just thought it was i thought it was good um i really didn't see any too much more cg problems uh that I haven't really listened to a whole lot of people talk about it, but I I noticed those things and those kind of give me a little bit of a cringe factor, but I'm going to go back and what we already said. Why is everybody just shouting Clark Kent everywhere? Every time (laughs) Superman's on the screen, it's Clark, Clark, Clark. Like that to me, I was like, stop it. And now it's okay. Clark Kent was in the daily planet. Like he was a casualty at the end of BVS. How are they going to write that in? Doug, I'm sure there's some amnesia psychological <laughs> stuff we could throw in there.
3: Yeah, maybe. maybe so. But I'll admit I was thinking the same thing. I don't know how they they bring Clark back. Um, yeah.
1: All right. So for me, I'm gonna piggyback off of something Herb said, but I'm only gonna go halfway. I hated the Atlantean song. I was like, "What is are happening? They, like, are
3: we the on the island? Like, what, what? What? What?
1: Is this like a Disney film? Like, it's time for <laughs> the singing number? I was like." It just did not seem to fit with what was happening in the scene. Like that was like, whoa. However, I will say I'm with you Herb also with, we don't need to play the Amazon jingle every time she's on about ready to kick somebody's ass. I did like some of it. I do actually think some of the music is one of the things I noticed pretty early on that I think actually contributed to some of the emotional content of, cause that's something, uh, what is it? Is it Tyler Baines or, or somebody who he usually works with I know he did that with 300. Like, I think the music... Kyler Bates. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's right. I think Snyder often heavily relies on the music similar to, you know, anything John Williams touches. You know, it's it's part of the production. Um, I do agree, though, that some of it was a bit off. Like, it didn't match. Um, I think we could have had some of the Amazon jangle, but then scale it down. We don't need it as much. Rich, I'm with you with the horseback. Like, when she... When they originally start riding away from the now in the ocean the the horse it didn't look synchronized at all it looked very laggy and I was like Ooh, what what what's what's up with that though okay so I'm gonna go back to something I said when we were reviewing Wonder Woman 84 I don't I identify as a feminist I'm I love what Wonder Woman represents I love what they have done with the Amazons and I think it's huge symbolic stuff there the scene where it almost like they zoomed in for a psa of wonder woman she's like i belong to nobody i was like what what what's happening like it was almost like it didn't fit the scene and it was almost like we need to it was like it was don't almost like the P- it. it was like the psa in uh, 84 where she's like i don't like guns like, All right, right hey, you're it, a it, f- it, comic book character man <laughs> It just did not, one, like the cinematography was off. It was almost like zoom in on a close up of her face. And it was like, here's our moment to offer our feminist critique of the hour. Like, it just (laughs) didn't feel right at all. And I'm like, I'm all for it. Like, genuinely, I'm all for it. But I was just like, this doesn't seem, it seems out of place. You know what I mean? Like, I think there could have been a different way of doing that. Um, that I think would have made a better statement or they could have said the same line. I just don't know how they would have shot. It just seemed very off to me the way they, they weave that in. I don't know if that was a orig- It didn't seem like it was part of his original thing. I don't know. Um, but that's, those are pretty much my critiques. The rest of it. I, I didn't really have an issue with. I don't know what you guys thought of the uh, zoom
3: in, um, but. I know it was of- a different line in the Joss. Version. I just don't remember what she said there, but I I think it was different in the two versions in in terms of what she said. It didn't bother me so much, but I can see what you what you mean when you describe it that way. All right. Well, I thought it was great. I'm glad
2: we got it. You know, the power of the people. You know, they a lot of people went to great lengths to get this going. You know, and it's just I'm glad we got it the way it was intended. And I really I saw a little bit of the red carpet with Kevin in. Zach, and I really hope that he's proud of it and that he's got good feedback from it and that, again, he's just proud of what it was. And I hope that Ray Fisher and everyone everyone else involved was proud of it yeah. and it was shown in the way it was intended. And I just I thought it was great. It did not feel like four hours. I was totally captivated and I'm glad yep. that I saw it.
1: Absolutely. Let me ask this. And I don't know if we need to end on this or if we can end on something else. But if you if somebody is asking you should they see this, how would you sell it?
2: Oh, that's a good,
1: yeah. Yeah. So Mark, why don't we start with you since you kind of kind of did a little bit of a rap there.
2: I would say that if you're looking for a story with heart, but also with the classic comic book characters that you're looking for, that, and if you have, you know, some free time, then this is the movie for you. This does not feel like four hours. It's going to totally keep you involved. If You want, you do
1: need some it. free time, though. That's a good point, Mark.
2: You know, you do. <laughs> you know, I started this at 5.15 and I just got done watching it. And so I just, I needed to, you know, I needed that time. And it's everything a superhero should be. It has heart. It has your favorite comical characters in their classic costumes, fighting a big bad. And I think that you would enjoy it.
0: Herb, how about you, man? I would just say that, that um, it's, uh, it's definitely a comic book fans uh, dream movie, I feel like. Um, if, you, if you had seen the previous movie, this is nothing like that one. It's a completely different movie. I uh, again, it feels like that it that this one just has some scenes from the last one. It really does feel like a completely different movie, and I feel like you focus in on especially on the things that are different.
3: Doctor Doug, how about you? How would you sell this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell people if you hate Zack Snyder, don't expect that this movie is going to change your mind, and you probably <laughs> want to skip it. But if you've got an open mind about it, if you're a DC fan like Herb was saying, you you definitely want to check it out. And if you haven't seen these and you want something different from the Marvel approach, then definitely watch. Man of Steel Batman v Superman it is because it's a heck of a trilogy and really artistic
1: Zack Snyder is such a slow burn and uh I know Herb and I were talking yesterday I feel like he has those pivotal moments in his movies where you're like whoa dude what are you doing he killed Zod in Man of Steel and you're like whoa that didn't see that coming but if you let him tell his story and let the, the burn continue. That was his doomsday corpse that he was going to sell you. And it's just the, the things that you scratch your head about him, they ultimately get answered. Um. So I would sell it as this is definitely the movie that you should have seen three years ago. And whether you're a fan of zach or not it's still worth watching and it's a comic book dream come true for sure it just is period yeah it's- a buddy of
0: mine actually said to me he was and i mentioned that the movie was coming out and he's just like uh it's like oh he's like really he's like dude the the first one like really sucked and i'm just like and he's like i don't even like i i, I he's like he i heard it was four hours long and i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna he's like I, I i thought the first one sucked the first time and i barely remember it even at this point and and I'm definitely not going to go watch a 4 hour version of it. I'm just like I'm like okay, well, I mean again, this this movie was very very different. F- and, F- and I'm so happy that it was done this way.
1: I'm okay. going to sell this referencing um Paul Jenkins. Mm. Let the creator create, let the storyteller do his thing and we got that. Let's I'm grateful that the studio came to their senses, although Doug I agree with you. It sounds like their senses are slowly fading, but it's like, let the creator do his thing. Let him throw all his cards on the table. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Not everybody's going to like it, but I think there's a fair amount of difference that you could have hated the, the, the 2017 release and actually love this movie. And I think there's enough rawness to it. There's enough realness to it. It hits you in just different levels. Like the, hum- like the emotion is raw and it just, you can relate to the characters more. And it's just refreshing that if you trust the creator, let him do his thing, quality results. Just yeah. quality results. <laughs> And I think, Herb, I liked how you phrased it. It's like, you know, if you're a, a comic fan, if you're a superhero fan, you're not going to be disappointed. Nope. I mean, there's something in here for everybody. All right, go around and give it a grade. Doug, you start it, man. How are we grading? There's a right, scale and... here. Uh, let's go one out of ten.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a ten out of ten. And I, I think a big part of it is that ambition. And part of it is what Rich was speaking to the way Zach carefully builds movies you know you, you won't see any of the early marvel movies quite as interconnected as man of steel batman v superman and this And it's not often you get kind of two movies rolled into one in this kind of um, epic way um and like rob was saying it, it's the, the critics were liking it the fans are liking it right it's it's trending in, in a massive way it just feels like a win all around Except for some reason, Warner Brothers, you know, who just still can't see it. It's their job to see it.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, and even though I complained about this, the soundtrack, it really wasn't, I mean, it's, it really wasn't all that bad. It was definitely not an end all or something to really complain about. Uh, it was an amazing movie. Hey, it wasn't Lord of it. the
1: Rings, man. It wasn't Lord right. of the Rings. <laughs> I, I'm with you,
0: <laughs> but you know, I, I. I I don't know if I can quite give it a, a, a 10 out of 10. Again, you guys brought up that point about the, uh, about the cubes. Um, that kind of seems like my, you know, uh, Death Star port exhaust hole that brings <laughs> down the entire building. Um, so I, I. It's only two, two meters, meters your wide. Star Wars. I
1: love your it's
2: Star
1: only Wars. two meters wide. Oh man. My internet just froze. Was I frozen? Are you gotta. I don't, I don't think so. Gotcha. <laughs> got you. Well, the recording didn't pick up herb, so I know it was a nine out of 10 for her. Mark, what was yours again? Sorry.
2: I give it a I give it an A, a 10 out of 10. I thought it was great. Um so I think
1: initially I would have given this probably a, a nine. But Rich, hearing you and Doug talk about the the bigger picture of Snyder, um, I think and I just just came to me, I'm gonna give it a 10 because I think this version actually cures my biggest critique of batman v superman i hated how um i almost saw it as how manipulated bruce was Mm -hmm. i hated it like i couldn't stand it but it actually fits because he has to have that internal struggle and it needed to be profound enough for him to put this team together because Batman is the loner yeah like you know he's on the Justice League that's canon but he still doesn't play well with others nope and he had to he had to feel it enough to realize and that's not something Batman does often (laughs) one let's just be honest he doesn't make a lot of mistakes but he's not going to admit it and I think you saw a hint of that in in Whedon's version but this actually kind of makes it more it makes more sense to me that he needed to be compromised he needed to essentially screw up big time to kind of need some of that redemption and that was kind of his guiding principle and you could tell like he was ready to die Like, he was ready to give his life to save the planet and at times i'm like oh is this gonna be a zod moment like is he gonna kill batman what's happening but i thought i'll give it a 10 because it kind of cures it makes me like batman v superman all the more now um i don't think i said this i went in with mixed emotions about it because i i did binge the other two movies before getting to this point so i i, I led my ultimate edition to the yeah, ultimate edition okay. there is no other edition um <laughs> ouch <laughs> but um I, I, I tried to prepare myself to somewhat go in with lower expectations because I didn't want to be disappointed. And I wanted to be able to evaluate it constructively and give it the criticism that it needed when it when it suited it. And I feel like I, I voiced the critiques. I, I think I'm going to give it uh, a nine out of ten uh, just because I i I. I don't know. Again, I said this when there was the rumors were flying and I said it when are we going to be disappointed because we know he's not going to get another shot. But I love Zack Snyder, dude. He's dangling the carrots. And at the same time, if he doesn't get the continuation, he still gets to wave the middle finger like I still told my shit and I, 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 I got my message out and he totally left it wide open. I mean, wide open for a continuation. And I'm telling you, man, if the release the Snyder cut people and now it's what is it? What's the the trending hashtag uh revive? What is it, Doug? I know you
3: know it. Or the Snyderverse.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I I I'm just happy for Zach that he got to tell it. And uh it, it's it's an A for me, man. Like it 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 was great. And I really do hope we get to see some more from this guy because he's 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 extremely talented, extremely talented. So, Rich, I gotta ask you this: uh, Snyder Cut or
3: Watchmen? Which Snyder film is better? The question uh, from BVS or Snyder Cut too, right? Because I might go BVS still.
1: Um, well, let, okay, let's phrase it this way: Which what is the what's the top Snyder film in his canon, and we have to include Watchmen in his canon? His number one movie of all time. That's no, superhero, superhero canon movie. Are are we just talking the three here? That's it? No, like uh, any any superhero Snyder movie. Um Doug has inspired me to broaden the question. <laughs> I I'm gonna have to go with Watchmen to me, because and I know I can't say because of the purest factor, because he completely changed the ending to it. Do you think it's better? <laughs> Regardless if it's better or not. I, I think that this this Snyder verse here, this DC these DC films, he took elements from so many different stories and 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 just fit it into telling this story. Like you got the Dark Knight Returns, you've got a little bit of John Byrne, uh, Man of Steel comics. You've got so many layers uh, and he played he gave so much respect to the overall uh, decades of storytelling with these characters. Um, But if we're talking like a singular one story that he translated uh, Watchmen to me. and it, it's it's almost like a dead. Uh, Three hundred is nothing to forget about ever. Uh If you want to talk about being a purist, he translated that movie from the page. Um, better than Watchmen. I just like Watchmen better. That's my rant. Rob, are you frozen? <laughs> uh
0: oh. It looks <laughs> like he is. <laughs> Uh-oh. Come uh oh. He here. didn't like your answer. Oh, there he
1: is. You're there. <laughs>
0: no, maybe not.
1: He's like,
3: oh, there's 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 problems. I can add real quick that it's batman be superman for me i think out of uh snyder's movies It it might be this justice league with time but i think that one's held up for me for so long and i just love that movie and the look of it and, yeah. uh, and i just love how scary batman is in that movie too so it's uh, kind of oh for
1: sure that where movie. that warehouse scene dude <clears throat> mark what's your favorite snyder film dude uh you didn't freeze again did you mark no,
2: i honest. say i was thinking i would say probably bvs
0: okay herb I, I
2: thought it was cool to see doomsday
0: yeah uh, i mean i have to go Watchmen all the way i think that and i still love i mean i love i love these the the other the superman batman or bbs and i love this this new snyder this, this is fantastic but um still Watchmen. i love Watchmen. that's gonna be hard for me to get that one out of being my favorite for sure rob
1: did you say what yours was i can't remember no my internet crashed and then i'm sure i looked ridiculous but uh, this is actually a hard question i i often ask these questions because i don't want to answer them myself but spoken like a true doctor
0: <laughs> <laughs> give it to us
1: straight doc there's i'm sorry you're not a, there's on the only one right. doctor on this show right now and it sure the hell ain't you
3: <laughs> hey now, guys
1: oh god that was a little uh, a little rough there man that was like a kryptonite spear to the heart you <laughs> jackass
0: shots fired
3: um and my right. answer was DBS ultimate edition
1: uh, okay i think i have to go with watchman Just as a, um, again, I'm going to go off the criteria of panel to film. Yes. Like panel to film, I think it was really, really well. And, you know, I actually, I actually do think his change to the end was better. Like it just fit with Dr. Manhattan 100%. But I will say, I think I would probably do the Ultimate Edition Batman v Superman because, again, because of what I just mentioned with this, uh, the Snyder Cut making the Batman mistake even, it it makes sense. But this is also reminding me, just a quick aside for a moment. I didn't like in Ween's version, Batman was almost the biggest wimp. It was like the biggest underutilization of the character. And I actually love the gauntlet. Like it actually made his, and if I remember correctly, Rich, isn't that somewhat of a reference to the Michael Turner um, mini, uh, the mini series where they go on apocalypse and Batman actually like fights <laughs> dark side. Cause he's got like, he had like some armor and things like that. And I thought the gauntlets made this human being, even Batman, like Batman shy, he's on a different level. He's human. It made him, actually contribute he didn't just need the car or the weapon but he actually had kind of a smart way of using some of those energy like the heat vision i was like holy shit like that's awesome like he can absorb that and i thought that was pretty cool but to get back to my original question i'll go with watchman um ultimate edition and then i'll put uh zach snyder's cut as number three and again three i can't forget about 300 <laughs> but uh yeah, that's where I'll rank them.
0: So, you know, just and you brought up the the vision, the um, the actor or the the heat, the heat rays that he's that they have. Um, it, it seemed like it was a lot faster, and um, like I I don't know if I completely buy that Batman would be able to block a beam from Superman's eyes at the rate that Superman would be able to move his eyes, um, into the I because I, I, I mean when you look around, you look very fast and. Sure. All it would be would to look just slightly in a slightly different angle, and that gauntlet would have meant nothing. Um,
1: yeah. So it's fair. God. I think you're really distracted with that scene. There's a lot of running in front of cops, and there's a lot of Henry Cavill without his
3: shirt on. Mm. <laughs> and i also just... rather
1: I... look at his chest hair than the mustache being removed. Oh, God.
3: I was just going to say, we've done this whole. Thing without making one mention of jared leto's joker so i just wanted to at least bring that up mm. and, and see if anybody had a comment it kind of felt I'll, like that kind I'll of rehab, rehabilitated the character
1: let you guys i don't like jared leto's version of the joker i i don't i hate it. it it was a nice exchange i don't he is a very talented guy and i will give credit where credit is due i i am not a fan of his his interpretation of of the character i'm not i not a fan what did you think of the exchange i i thought the exchange was good like i i like the dialogue that they pass back and forth but i just i don't like him his uh uh, uh f- dude shut up like no it's he's not he's not the joker to me it's just like we to to open the show like i don't view tyler whatever hochelin or whoever that is i don't see him as superman i just don't see jared leto as it's a joker i don't so that's my take.
0: Herb, how about you, man? Um, I, sometimes I think I think 50 percent of the time or maybe even maybe a little less. I like his Joker. And then uh, some things that he says in and, and some of the ways that he says it. I mean, and I know that you don't you don't like the his laugh. I, I, sometimes I, th- I think it fits a bit. Uh, just but I feel like it's the most jokerish thing that he possibly does. Um I don't I don't think that necessarily he speaks with as much of a clever tongue. Um and I maybe that's just just his fault. Maybe that's part of just the writing too. But um uh, I, I think that there's a lot of other better jokers. I'm, I'm not a big fan of his joker, but I, I think he fit the part. So Mr. Mazik. Uh <laughs>
2: ah, <laughs>
1: ah, Yeah. Uh
2: maybe he's not as Silly. He's not as you know. Where are the jokes? Where's the you know? I just. It's a little too like we know he's a psychopath, but I'm getting too much of that and not enough of the. I need which and,
1: which one of the three jokers would you cast him as? Would um. Why can we never remember what the three jokers? The are? The comedian, the killer, and the clown. Right? Okay. Or no, I'm the, the killer.
2: The killer. The killer.
1: Well, what's the third one? The killer. The comedian. Oh my god, we're just embarrassing read ourselves. <laughs> read them too, Herb. <laughs> i know <laughs> doug's like i don't know what the hell you he's guys just the killer
2: about, right? to me he's just the killer to me fair enough
3: doug how about you I, I think the biggest point i'll make is just that to give props to zach again because i don't think anybody wanted to give jared leto any credit as joker but it seems like there's a complete turnaround now with this scene where people want to see a batman joker movie so i'm going to say huge props to zach who people usually are dumping on that he really brought something out that people it's kind of rehab joker in people's eyes You know, and I would like to
1: see an and Batman Joker It was uh, Jared Leto almost got the exact same treatment that Zach did where he's like, dude, I didn't even get to show you what I did in Suicide Squad. They cut it all out. So, like, it it is a little bit of redemption for him. So I thought that was that was good.
2: And plus, Zach said that, you know, Jared's got Jared's Joker got overshadowed by Joaquin's
0: yeah I mean yeah um Heath Ledger's and
1: uh. (laughs) 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 and Cesar Romero's and (laughs) I think that uh just imagine if we would have gotten the ending to Suicide Squad with the the villain actually being Steppenwolf original what it was supposed to be what what that could have done and tied it together but good good bringing that point up even though I don't like him (laughs) <laughs> I really am I'm kind of neutral on this topic because I'll be honest I haven't seen any of the Suicide Squads that just hasn't been an interest of mine you didn't miss anything I know Rich Margot Margot Robbie will of the movie I'm just saying yep. I think I was I think I, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes I think I was just so off-put by that character and what they did to that character the killer croc in the Suicide Squad was that was probably the coolest part of that movie so what i think i mean i did like the exchange i liked the adult level of the exchange like obviously that's where batman drops the f-bomb i like how it actually reminded me of injustice right because like harley switched sides and she Partially because she befriends Mr. Billy Batson. Um, but <laughs> I think it the the exchange was good. Um, he kind of and I don't know if it was kind of the CGI or whatever, he kind of looked like a zombie almost. He kind of looked like the um he uh, just
0: got done eating blood out of somebody's neck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, do you remember um this is the the pure nerdedom. Do you remember the the dead king in Return of the King where they go yeah. and they resurrect the dead army and the guy, yeah. like his face is deteriorating. Like that's actually who you remind me of. I'm like, he just looks kind of wicked. I think if I would have had my preference, cause it's the world's ending and it looks like Fury Road out there. I almost would have cast Mark Hamill as himself <laughs> yeah, as the Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think he could have pulled that off to be agreed, honest. That like the same, dope. the same makeup like you could you could have done it but his voice is so to see what mark hamill did in the arkham video games like it took the animated series joker to a completely different level and i think that would have worked really well like i actually think mark hamill as himself would have been pretty kick-ass you could have just had jared leto on screen and mark hamill's voice <laughs> dump the voice <laughs> however the last thing i will say um completely switching gears if we want to talk about people they got completely screwed out of this movie how about mr defoe oh yeah dude willem so defoe
0: was completely
1: gutted from this movie i was like what happened i mean obviously he got a little bit of you know some props with the aquaman release but if we're talking about people that got completely cut out like how do you cut somebody out like that dark side hello <laughs> <laughs> Swing and a miss. I know. Anything right, boy, else, Richard? I'm I'm good, man. I think this was uh this, Are you this full. Is, Are you full? I, I am very full and uh, fulfilled for sure. And I feel like this is uh, going to be a holiday for me every year. Got a. It's like I I was a kid on Christmas, man. I walked away with a big smile on my face instead of a what the f- just happened to me. Wow. I was telling them after you stepped away when we got started. I told him what your immediate response was leaving the theater in 2017 you're like what the was that (laughs) i was like rich is mad (laughs) that was awful (laughs) um like i said man i went in with lower expectations just so i didn't get that that kick in the dick and uh (laughs) i i walked away very fulfilled i'm full and i'm happy and uh if we get more it'll only be more joy for me so i'm I'm static. Anything yeah, else? It was
0: fantastic. I'm so happy that we got a chance to do it, to, to watch that and to talk about it. But I'm glad that somebody else finally gave it a nine, because if I was the only person who rated it with a nine, I was going to leave a scathing review or an email back <laughs> on Heroes Home Base Podcast. But you got <laughs> to leave um, that scathing review in the subject line, sir. In That's the subject non-review. line. And don't you forget it, I will. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm feeling really bad that I brought up that pothole hole and lowered Herb's score. So I don't think I'll ever forgive myself. <laughs> thanks doug all All right
0: right. guys
1: well i think that'll wrap it uh thank dr doug uh this we can wrap this as a uh dr doug's movie corner review segment it was awesome thanks subject line herb for taking the time Glad you're on here herb thank you man it's uh thanks I really, I really did enjoy this conversation. Uh, Until next time, this is Rich. This is Subject
3: Lion Herb. This is Dr. Doug. This is Mark.
1: This is Rob. Rich is showing me shiny objects. Um, If you want stickers... Send us an email and we'll get you some stickers. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen to us uh, yammer on for the last couple of hours. If you haven't checked out Snyder's uh, version of Justice League, highly recommend you do that. I, I personally don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, if you wanna leave us a comment, if you disagree, if you agree, if you're somewhere in the middle, um, you can certainly do that on our Facebook page. You can certainly send us an email at base at gmail. You just can't send that email on the subject line. That is Herb's calling card. Don't do that. Uh, uh, that's actually, that's you cool. can. <laughs> please don't it's really hard to read it's just so hard (laughs) uh thanks for listening take care Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. I, I guess I would just mute yourself until you're talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then remember. <laughs>
1: Doug? Hello?
3: Doug? Oh, all right, trust sorry, me. we do Go it ahead. all
1: day long. You know about that stuff, Doug. How many times am I going to say um in the next 30 seconds? You're <laughs> <It> horrible. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, Give us a comment. Um, There's one. Send us an email. Um, There's another one. You cannot send us an email in the subject.
2: (laughs) You cannot
1: send us an email in the subject line that is only Herb's uh, calling card. Okay, I interrupted. Go ahead and wrap it again. One more time. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't checked out the Snyder, Snyder, the Snyder. Snyder. All right. (laughs) Snyder. All right. Son of a bitch.